Hey, what's up? It's Ty from Breaker Culture. Hope you're doing well. This is episode 30 of Breaker Culture Weekly, and what a time to be a sports fan. NFL Week 6 just wrapped up, and it's been a great NFL season. MLB playoffs are in full swing. NBA starts tonight. NHL's doing whatever they do right now. This is a great time to be a sports fan, and I'm excited about today's episode because we got to finish up a conversation that Chris and I from Top Shelf Breaks uh, had started about five weeks ago. We ran out of time and had some things we wanted to talk about, and it just made sense to chat today. And so we did. Uh, so I think you'll enjoy it. Dig into it. Listen to some of the good takeaways that we got in there. We talk about um, some of the football releases, NFL up to this point, what's kind of going on, some things you should probably learn and understand about allocations and retail versus hobby. So that's good. We touch on NBA and some prism stuff that I think we're going to be talking a lot more about here in the next few weeks. So listen to that. And then we get into some weird stuff about um, Bob Marley documentaries and which animal would you be? And it just gets kind of weird. Uh, But that's how we roll. We like to make it fun and keep you on the edge of your seat. So I hope you enjoy the conversation and uh, have a great week. Talk to you soon. Chris, what's going on, man? How you doing? Ty, how are you? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me back on, my friend. Yeah, good to have you back. It's been five weeks. Last it's been five weeks already? Yeah, I know, right? Last time we talked, Rodgers destroyed your Bears, I think. And here we are yes. talking after Rodgers destroys your 49ers. What's up we with gotta, that? We got to stop beating like this. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, all the credit in the world. I don't think it's any secret that if you live here in Chicago, you don't like the Packers just to start but then when they start disassembling your two favorite teams it hurts even more Mm. so yeah well i mean the guy's really good that's all there is to it he is really really he he just does it like he's doing it in his sleep the way he drives you just know he's going to do it too that's the thing he knows he's going to do it stadium knows yeah audience knows yeah that's that i think that's a pretty clear sign of a great quarterback that's what's really cool about that. And I'll say this as a Bears fan and a Niners fan. Do you know when you see him and I'm watching it and I'm like, he's going to do this. There, he just <laughs> is. I don't want him to, but I might as well just turn this off now because he's going to do it. And he did. And they do. Like so, a machine. Like a machine. Exciting for football fans, though, to watch good games, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, here we are through NFL Week 6. Yes. Uh, lots of good stuff's happened in the hobby. Obviously a great season so far. I mean, what what's kind of stood out to you? Any Anything in particular come to mind when you think of six games in? Well, I think six games in, uh, the obvious, the clearly stated obvious, is over in the AFC West with the mighty Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, Tell me more. When, when did we – was it week one we talked? You're around-ish? Uh, yeah, right after, yeah. right after Monday Night Football or Sunday Night so, yeah, one or two. Yep. So we were talking about Mahomes and people were talking about Mahomes last year. I think that's the lead story is Mahomes right now and, and the Chiefs. And they went in to, to Foxborough and almost basically walked away with a win. So that's very impressive, I would think. And more so than the Patriots getting win because they gave up 40 some points. Right. But, um. You know, that's the lead story there is, is the Chiefs. That's the obvious. Um, some other little things that, that stood out to me were a lot of guys are in the one win column. Hmm. You know what I mean? They got one win. Like uh, who's Giants. Yep. Giants have one win. But they got Saquon. So 
Saquon, I believe, is a real talent, and I think everybody knows that. Even though they have only one win, Ty, I believe that uh, there still is a lot of value for Saquon. No doubt. On, on our end in the collector world, they're looking past the one win. It's a long-term kind of thing. Um, you know, I like watching some AFC games, uh, the Jaguars. Um, Steelers snuck out a win, so could they be turning the corner, as they say? But exciting season. Lots of overtime games, right? Mm. There's been an overtime game every week, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the first time in NFL history. Through through week six, we've had an overtime game every single week. Every week. Yeah, that's compelling compelling Sunday entertainment, no doubt. Uh, I wonder if they will – address that next year in some fashion at their winter meetings uh or some whenever they have their meetings summer yep. meetings you think they'll change that around and try to make it more like the college rules Man, i tell you ball? with as many ties as we had mm-hmm. i mean we're probably going to have more i mean based on what we're seeing so far you, you think they gotta at least address it yeah whether they change it or not who knows but yeah, I'm a big fan of changing that. So a couple of thoughts on what you said. First off, what impressed yeah. me the most about Mahomes uh, was that he actually didn't play that good. He had a mediocre game. First half, he looked pathetic, uh, mm-hmm. looked, looked overmatched. But the thing about him is it, I mean, really three throws, three or four throws in the second half, you saw just ridiculous talent, game-breaking talent. That's yeah. why so many people are excited about him. Yeah, deep bombs. Yeah, I just mean- rockets. Throwing it's rockets. His second, it's his second year in the NFL, the National Football League, and you're in Foxborough playing the behemoth New England Patriots with the GOAT, you know, and to have the confidence to at least throw some deep bombs and get some touchdowns and keep that game freaking close. He didn't fold. They didn't fold. It was a team together, and I thought it was a very impressive win. It was a loss, but it was a win, if that makes any sense. And they were the last team in our survivor pool. Interesting. Are you saying the survivor pool's done? You finished survivor. It the survivor pool came down to um, Patriot, or came down to the uh, Chiefs and Rams. Uh, okay. So Rams uh, were victorious, right? Didn't they win? They yeah, did. the Rams. Won. They haven't lost yet, and they're not going to lose. They're going sixteen and zero. Wow. <laughs> First. Hot take right there. Hot uh, take. No way. There's no way they're going 16 and 0. I'm a believer in the Rams, and I think they're the best team in the NFC, but they're, they're too young. Something's going to happen in the next yeah, couple weeks. <laughs> well, remember, I think I liked my, the, not my Saints, but the Saints from when we spoke early in the season, and That's they're right. in first place in the NFC South. Did you see? I think you said Chiefs and Saints. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's looking pretty solid right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> My Amazing. goodness. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so over under on your Bears winning six games this season, you take the over or the under. Well, let's let's say seven seven games this season. I already, I already, I already did that. Or like for first preseason game of the season that they would potentially be a contender in the NFC North to win the whole division. You feeling good about that? Still? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Look at them. They're what, what three and three. You feel good enough about Mitchell, Trubisky? Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel good about Mitch. I feel good about uh, the defense. 
you know, they go in at halftime and they came back and, and readjusted. I always make jokes when we're all watching going, Lovey's going to get them all fired up and cause some fumbles. And that's exactly what they did. Mm. You know, the game winning touchdown. They could have ended the game and they forced a freaking fumble recovery, drove down the field and missed a field goal. But uh, I'm very confident in that. I think they can be an NFC contender for championship even. That sounds crazy, but. So you're, you're obviously looking good. You're looking at that game glass half full, which I understand you're a fan. But what yeah. I saw was yeah, them ab- absolutely crushing the Dolphins in the first half and them not having a quarterback in the second half to carry them to the finish line and them losing because the Dolphins are trash. Let's face it. It's no true. way the Dolphins should have come back with what's his face at quarterback. Brock Osweiler. Osweiler. <laughs> Every time I, I see it, how can how do you not say see the movie Twilight? Every time you see that guy's face, like that's all I think about is the, the actor that's portrayed in Twilight. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about that dude, that that dark haired dude. Yeah. But so the thing about the game, it's weird how you see that game, and how we were all watching it here because we all get together outside, get the fire pit going, a big TV outside, and um, I, I thought the first half was. Could have been better. I needed some defense, and they came back out and you know kind of made a run and had some big plays, and they're losing games in the final minutes. Yeah, the Bears. So one could say they play really good to get to the win, and then they choke, like you just did. You're like, well, the quarterback couldn't close it. You know, we'll see. Check back. Have me back in a few weeks. We'll do three quarter check week. Uh, <laughs> week twelve. Week 12. Yeah, That's week right. 12. Week twelve, uh, which is it? I mean, is is there a more game changing defensive player than Cleo Mack? Ooh, I I don't I don't think I can think of one right now. That's more impactful than Cleo Mack. Um, well, it used to be JJ. His brother's out playing him this year, so yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. That's that's very good. I mean, thank God for him. I don't think we've spoke since then, but he is. Uh, definitely a dynamic player that shifts up i'm sure the way that offenses are going to play and yeah watch out he's coming for you kind of like you used to watch out for ray lewis coming at you i love it i love it he's yep. intimidating he's a gamer it's fun to watch him I'll watch the bears just to watch cleo mack uh let's talk about some of the products man so so uh, obviously a good season you, you've had some pretty decent products come out i mean what i mean what products do folks need to pay more attention to that maybe they're not I, and I think of like XR and I think of impeccable and illusions that have come out. Prism yeah. comes out next week. What are the ones we need to start watching a little bit closer? Maybe have some surprising value. Well, I, I think one that has gone up in value and demand is good old Spectra. Okay. Current current Spectra 2018 Spectra. Um, the reverse boxes were a good idea. So uh, the reverse boxes, you know, have seven autographs in them instead of just four. Hmm. So that's always fun to hit one of those. And the cards are beautiful. So, you know, get your Spectre now before it goes up to 325, 330, 340 a box. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, the Illusions came out. That's, as we say, holding steady. It, it's not a complete dumper. But uh, they did something different this year with those. I don't know if we talked about it. But with the Illusions, what's kind of keeping it stable is those individually packaged autographs. Mm-hmm. So so they individually wrapped them and they're encased. Well, yep. last year, the encased cards were commons. Like, 
no autographs, nothing. They just were like, oh, this is number to 99 or 199. This year, they're all autographs. So at the end of the break, there's those packs laying there. And it's fun to go through all those because it's almost like a whole full separate break. Nice. So Illusions, Illusions is, is um, you know, hanging on there. XR, I call that the 101 product, man. There's two, three, four 101s in every one of those boxes. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, cases, it seems. You know, they don't guarantee that, but it's chock full. And some guys argue and say that's too many. What is your take on one of ones, Ty, as we open up that can of worms? If there's multiple one of ones in a case, do you feel like, oh, my God, that's too many? Or do you love it? Oh, man, I tell you, as a collector, I mm -hmm. love I love it. But okay. on, on the business side of it, I, yeah. just, I think it hurts all of us. I, I'd rather have more golds or oranges at 25, you know, more of those variations versus more one of ones. I think it just waters down the value and I just but it's like still it. a one of one though there is nothing else that like yeah but if there's 50 there's, only if there's one 51 of, of ones is it really a one of one yes it is <laughs> it is it is a one of one because you know it's no different than 10 gold ones or five of the greens or whatever color those are too you know they could do they sometimes i think they do that there's two of two nebulas there's uh you know, in Spectra, there's – it's a one-of-one. One. So it's a different patch. It's a different um, logo. It could be something cool. But I feel like I we're, we're getting to the point where we can call anything we want a one-of-one. One. I mean it was printed at a different time. Therefore, it is a one-of-one. One. It was <laughs> yeah. touched by this human hand. This one wasn't. It's a one-of-one. One. I, I, I just think it's kind of getting a little ridiculous. I mean we won't belabor it because we could talk on one-of-ones for an hour. But Let's do I that. Do think, let's let's I, break I it down for the next hour. <laughs> Next hour, all, nothing but one of ones and eBay one of ones. That's right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Seven thousand time. No, I do think in one of one, what what does what can be a little annoying is if it's the exact same card, like just like a regular card, mm -hmm. and it's a one of one because it's like the blue version or the red or like do parallels of one of ones. That's a little much. But the one of ones that are a shield, um, maybe a, a glove, um, a laundry tag, like those are all different types of really cool one of ones. So on my end, it's fun to pull those. Pulling the regular common one of one um, that they sometimes do little variations of, it does become a little much because there's 12 Saquon one of ones or whatever. Right, right. But, okay, point, point right. taken. So, so let me throw this at you then. Would you, and I, I think about this because I think what people do, what, what Tops does with Heritage, I think is a great thing. And like the, uh, like the throwbacks, the throwback uniforms. Yes. You, and some of those variations, they're not numbered. The contenders, right? Some of those aren't numbered as autos. Would you rather have more um, kind of speculative or cards where the manufacturer's not telling us how rare they are? And maybe, in fact, they are very, very rare. Uh, would you rather have more of that or would you rather continue to have more one-on-ones? Okay, it's a great question. And I'll tell you from to, – to, remember, I, I have to open all these things on camera here. No doubt. Yeah. So we have to be in tune and savvy and do our homework and know what's going on with all those little nuances in something like a heritage high numbers. So to your question, what Tops did was make it a little bit easier with the back, with mm -hmm. the logo. When you look on there, you can see that it's action photo or variation or what they call an error. Mm -hmm. So I like those things that they do because you look for them. That's collecting. You're hunting and looking for things to collect. So I would prefer more of those things as long as we can 
easily located because I don't know if you know this or not, which I know you know, it takes a little bit of time to go through a case of heritage high numbers looking for some dude without his hat on sitting in the dugout, but, you know. <laughs> yes, I, I do know that. Chewing gum. <laughs> so to be able to put it on the card right away and see it, that helps a lot. Yeah, no Huge. doubt. But they still do things, though, right, that may not be indicated on that card that later surface, mm. I guess, you know, that, that becomes a hunt. Um, so do both of them. Give us one of ones. I think one of ones have gotten better in that they're cool. I mean, they used to be one of ones that look like the paper towel from the dugout, you know, but <laughs> yeah. they're usually pretty sexy. A, a cool one of one. Agreed. I, I mean, th- there is, and you've probably pulled a lot of these. There can't be a better feeling than pulling a super, seeing a, the corner of a super fractor yeah. in a pack. Yes. Like, you know, like your heart's pacing, and you know, like you're, it doesn't matter who the player is, you're pulling something really special. Well, it might be Henry Owens. So. <laughs> yeah, right. In but fact, yeah, in my ways. It is a really, really good feeling uh, to see that, and you know it's coming. And, you know, I kind of set it to the side, and I get the music ready and do that whole exciting thing for the Super Fractor and hope it's not Henry Owens. But still, pretty much one of the nicest Super Fractors out there, you know, are the actual real Super Fractor that Tops um, put out. Yep. Card-wise. Yep. For sure. All right. So let me step back. I kind of went on a tangent there. Sorry. So uh, XR football, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I had an interview, you might've heard it with Tracy Hackler uh, last week and yeah. asking him, I think the question was, what are some of the surprising products or a product that you love? And he mentioned XR football oh, totally cool. threw me off guard. I did not expect him to say that. So yep. I'm, I'm glad it's breaking well and you like it. Um, it has been a staple here ever since last year. And then it became difficult to find and when i say difficult to find for the people at home what that means for us for me for us uh you know breakers or shops and stores is a lot of times the distributors will not rebuy it so my distributors my local distributors i can't just be like hey i want all the xr they don't have it so you have to go deeper and deeper into the world of uh other dealers to find it and that takes time to do so i haven't been doing a lot of it but when they get it back in we blow through it, mm. the XR. It's been really, really good staple here. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even on my radar until I said that. So I'll have to pay more we attention to XR. Uh, and it's funny. He didn't even know what that XR stood for. So do you? <laughs> we actually, actually, we figured it out and I forgot already. We figured it out and I, it's totally going out of my brain, which is nothing new. For those who know me, <laughs> right. but we did figure out what XR meant, and we saw it somewhere. I think Panini even said it had some relevation relevant to uh, maybe rookies or something. Or... Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but guess what I'm going to do? What are I'm you going to do? do some? I'm going to do some Vertex R mixers. <laughs> oh my goodness! Vertex R, Vertex, in XR mixers. That, that that really took a lot of thought on your part to put those it, names it, together. It, that's a dream come true for me. Vertex are. <laughs> just, just do vertex and uh, c- just capitalize the R. There you go. Done. That's Solved. Good. Vertex are. Um, all right. So NFL rookies so far this year. I mean, obviously you got the big names. You got the Darnolds. You got the Mayfields. You got the Rosens, the Barclays. Yep. Uh, what's interesting to me so far this year is that the, the, I mean, outside of Barkley and maybe Darnold and Mayfield, maybe Calvin Lee, the best performing rookies are all defensive players who don't sell. Yeah. They don't have any value. They Help. do over time. 
once they once they do consistent because you know it, it has to be year after year after year i think in order for a defensive dude to like really get his his share of uh but it's good if you liked it. They're cheap then. Yeah, right. they're cheap. Yeah. As a collector, it's great. You get in some fun autos for your team and stuff. Uh, guys like Denzel Ward and Darius Leonard and all those guys. Derwin James from the Chargers who are just studs. Uh, but give, give us a couple names of guys that maybe you think are going to start exploding. People should start paying more attention, buy into these guys, these teams. Mm-hmm. Help us out. Well, one of them, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a homer all the time, but I mean, I love football, but I love my team. So it's fun to see guys like um, Matt Breida, who mm-hmm. was at one, at one point throughout the season, the leading rusher um, in the NFL, yardage. And then he, he missed a week uh, due to injuries. Uh, an undrafted rookie from 2017 mm-hmm. from Georgia Southern. Yeah. So so that's Matt Breida. And there's guys each week that may have like a weird anomaly week that jump out like most art for the Niners. I don't think that it's, you know, people are clamoring to go get most art uh, rookie autos, but you never know. These guys could be week eight, nine, 10. Yep. And, and uh, who was the, I was talking to you about this on text, maybe game day. We saw it, the, the dolphins. Uh, oh, Albert kid. Wilson. Yeah. Albert Wilson. Yeah. So if Albert Wilson continues to, show up with a touchdown or two per week and some good yards and it's guys like that. That's how they jettison it into the collector's uh, conscious, but they have to keep doing it kind of because there's a big spike the one week and then they disappear. Yep. So, and they were actually on the Panini site. Wilson had 50 points. You could get his autograph. Crazy. So uh, I'm sure they're gone by now, but well, yeah, well, he so he his uh, rookie year was 2014. That's where you get his contenders rookie. Okay. Drafted by the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, so I've seen him a lot the last few years here in Kansas City. Um, that that's a steal right now. I mean, I, his value obviously is increasing, but he's he's a he's a game breaker. It'd be fun. He'd be a fun guy to track over the next few weeks to see what, that's his, what a contenders yeah. value does. Yeah, I like it. That's the fun for me. As a collector, putting the work in the business and every, and TSB to the side, as I do, and I've always done that pre-TSB, was look for dudes like that. The downside is I wasn't too good at it because I have a collection <laughs> of Silas Red, Kadeem Carey, Buck Allen, and you know, it's just fun because you get them cheap and really good value, and then you watch them, you tune yep. in, you see what they're doing, and um, that's the fun part of of doing this. No doubt. No doubt. All right, that's a good name. I actually I like that a lot. How's that? Did I give you three semi good ones off the top of my head? Like you always surprise me with stuff yeah. on these calls. Well done. <laughs> you, you continue to impress. All right. Okay. Thank uh, you. Are you uh, are you excited about Prism next week? Are you tentative about Prism? What what should we know about Prism going in? I have uh, some thoughts, but I'll let you tell me first. Uh, yeah, I, I love hearing your your take. There is no tentative um, concern about twenty eighteen Prism football. Uh, it's shiny things week. So, you know, there's chunky things in there too. You know, there's those one RPA per case, I believe Mm -hmm. in the, in the new prison football. So I think they added some new stuff as well, different inserts and, um, parallels to chase. So very excited. And I plan to do a lot of it next week. Yes. What does a lot mean? How many cases are you breaking? Um, let's see. I have one in there. 652. (laughs) 
We've spent seven hundred million dollars in prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you ask that question, it goes. I talked about it earlier. Is this whole allocation game right now with us? And I think the people at home they don't really they hear about it, but they don't understand it. One day we can talk about all that and how it works. Give them a little inside scoop mm-hmm. on allocations. But um, you know, you only get so much from each distributor. Yep. I wish I could call them up and say, I would like fifty cases of Prism football, please, and then just have them and have a blast with it doesn't happen that way lucky to get maybe half of that for me because you only have a few years of buying things and the hot stuff they only make so much of it yep and ty the the demand right now is so strong and so high everybody's trying to get in and do this i can't tell you two to three times a week i get an email a text message a phone call someone in chat it's like hey i'm thinking about becoming a breaker i want to start doing this and that's a whole other conversation but so they go start a business and they want to start it. Well, that's taking away allocations from guys like us who've been doing it for four or five years. Yeah. So the new people, they're not going to get prism. They're just not. Right. Um, because there's not enough of it made. Don't you think that's a good thing? The whole supply and demand that we talked about before in the hobby? Absolutely. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Okay, good. I think it's a great so, thing. Yeah. So you're with me in that do not manufacturers, please do not manufacturers start blowing out tons and tons of product and, and flooding it with high production. That's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. So I, I think my take on that is I think it, it's a really good thing on the hobby side for it to okay. be a uh, re- very controlled uh, supply. So I think the the way manufacturers are going to compensate for that, for that, and I already think we're seeing it, is they're going to go crazy and be very strategic and unique on the retail side. Ooh. I think we're going to see a shift, a major shift over the next, and we even kind of even heard it from Tracy last week where they're emphasizing more retail in their kind of meetings internally. And okay. they're starting to think of less of a, less of a divide there and more of an opportunity to, to appeal to the collector on the retail side and appeal to the breaker on the hobby side. That's the way I interpreted it. Wow. So, so you know, there's going to be, I'm not one of those guys that like gets really upset because an industry is starting to go this way and get real territorial and defensive. You just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. However, there will be those that say, "Hey, I've had a hobby shop for 40 years, you know, one of those type places." Right. 30 years. And now my customers are just going to go to Walmart and Target and get quote hobby-like stuff instead of coming here, what should we used to have all of it? Mhm. Do, do you see that creating some sort of a divide? Like there kind of is between us wacky breakers and card shop owners, I guess. Yep. yep. Do, you, do you see that kind of divide coming from retail and the hobby shop owner, owners and us? Or do you think it's a necessity because there is so much only available in hobby that they have to have it available elsewhere? I think they have to. And I think the way they're looking at it, they're probably thinking, you know what, we – there is a lot of crazy inflation taking place and it's impacting our we're we're secluding a, a big group of people in the hobby. Yes. Uh, the only way we prevent that is by going more more heavily on retail. And and I think less on Target and Walmart where they're getting their exclusive stuff and that's great. More on just general retail availability. I think you'll start to see more retail cases become relevant mm-hmm. again. Without their exclusive stuff and Walmart and Target stuff, so yeah, the only downside of that is is retail to me 
is the 1999 blaster boxes for <laughs> going in and picking up a pack or two. Yep. So do you, you think that retail will work if they're doing 69, 79? And I know, I've already seen them. They've done those price yep. points. Mm-hmm. What do you think the price point could go up to in retail that would be reasonable that people would say, I'm going to get some milk and cheese and stuff, but I'm going to get a $100 hobby box. <laughs> do you think that's going to happen? I don't know, man. So I think it, again, I think the outlet determines a lot. I don't think Walmart's going to want to carry the risk of having $100 boxes sitting out yeah. there with all the yeah. craziness that takes place. Right. But I think there'll be, there'll be more retail, um, I don't want to say exclusives, but more retail available through like Amazon and... Um, maybe even the blowouts of the world, you'll start to see some retail releases coming out that little, they're not blasters, but they're retail boxes you can get. Uh, and the thing I love about retail is that they're starting to find ways to add value without putting really, really expensive content in it. Like, you know, super rare autos and stuff. They're finding cool parallels that are exclusive to retail where people that are chasing rainbows or chasing players, there's a value in there and it's not crazy expensive. Yeah, like when they put in red, white, and blue packs or something yep. and those extra little bonus silver packs, those those are cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah. I'm all for it. Well, I think It's there's... just easier. All I'm saying is when I'm out with my wife and we're shopping, it's really easy for me to grab a blaster box and sneak it on the conveyor belt <laughs> and it goes through versus trying to sneak on a $100 box. She won't go for that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, especially when you're breaking $55 million in – Hobby cases every year. So yeah, we're at forty six million, but fifty five. Okay, good. all right, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care the one. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm interested to see when guys like you start breaking more retail. I think it's going to happen soon. You think I should? I mean, I've done it before when we first started Ty, and I am not kidding you. I received. I was inundated. Well, maybe two or three dudes. What are you doing breaking retail, man? We can go get that at any Target. And they gave me a hard time about it. I was just trying to do it for fun and make it cheaper for guys and do something. And I took a lot of heat about it for some reason. It was weird. Well, we're, like, we're going to shift talk to basketball here in a minute. And I know you're starting to get more into basketball. But yeah, when, man. When you, when you think about prism basketball, uh, mm-hmm. r- retail's probably more enticing than hobby. So we'll have to, wow. we'll have to figure Is that it out. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm being serious here. I don't really know the retail world and and the prism, um, you know, all those different shinies and silvers as much as I I should. But we are starting basketball breaks for sure. Actually, starting this week with immaculate. I'm excited so, about that, by the way. Yeah, I know. Sure. It's something that I needed to do, and it's the season, and comes back to allocations. I'm finally up where I can get some basketball products and offer them up to my customers. So if you like NBA, um, we're starting NBA breaks this week. Mm. Okay. So what do they do with Prism Retail? Do they put little blasters with shiny uh, different, you know, variation colors in there? Autos in those boxes or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, again, with Prism Prism Basketball, uh, you're not chasing autos with Prism Basketball. You're chasing chasing silvers. Right, but I'm saying do they put autos in – like you can buy a blaster box and you may pull out yeah. an auto of something at some point. Do they do that with Prism uh, Basketball? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, with, with, just... with retail? Yeah. With retail, you're gonna there's autos and all that stuff in there, but you uh, – It's a long shot. It's, it's a long shot. Yeah. It's a long yeah. shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and like I was mentioning earlier, I think, I think it was over text again. I mean most of the time with Prism Basketball, you'll find that silvers are outsell 
autos, base autos. Yeah. So you're, yep. you don't care if you're not getting uh, the autos. And the, the thing with retail is that they, they load it up with silvers. They load it up with the red, white, and blues and the kind of the, the random variations that just have a ton of value, which, which also means you're not going to walk into a local Target or Walmart and find prison basketball without fighting a group of guys. <laughs> that's the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, or like the Bowman Mega Boxes, that that ordeal last year, like that that type of stuff yeah. happened. So, uh, are they the same prisms, Ty? Uh, the same silvers that are in a hobby box that we're getting, mm-hmm. and you go into the retail store and you buy one, you open up, and it's a silver. Are they the exact same card, or is it slightly different, you know, border or something in the retail version? Or are they exactly the same? Do you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're exactly the same. Exactly, huge. They're exactly the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can go get retail, right, without the 75% yeah. markup. I mean, you're obviously you're paying your, your distributor prices, but for a normal buyer, like you think about it, the price per card is just significantly lower in retail. There's so much less risk, so much yeah. more upside. But it's so. exactly the same silver that you would get in a hobby box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought maybe there was something a little bit different, like the border where it might have been different or something. So that's Nothing. that's that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but the the obviously the the hard reality, the hard truth about retail is that they can just print that to their heart's content. You're going to get the second waves, the third waves, the fourth waves. Um, is what it is. Well, apparently uh, NBA is kind of buzzing really good right now about this rookie class isn't that right uh yeah you were asking and sent me a text <laughs> message about are you seeing this and watching this basketball i said i'll start tuning in probably this week or two so apparently the rookie class is pairing up to be a good one for this season of basketball i want you to write this down in your journal i know you have a journal you you, you take notes in every day and you, right you read it every week yeah this NBA, the 2018-2019 NBA rookie class will go down as the best in history. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had my sound effects because I have one <laughs> that goes dun, dun, dun. Best in history, huh? Best in history. Awesome. So, so is it – I mean who's the – besides the obvious is, you know, the Saquons of that class. Um, I think – uh, So here's, here's what you're going to find with the, the upcoming class. You're going to find – it's it's – there's four or five guys that will open at 150 plus on just their base silver. The Jeez. top five names you got like the Luke Doncic, you got Doncic, the yeah. uh, you got um, you know Trey. Uh, Trey Young, you got DeAndre Ayton, um, you got Marvin Bagley who will be in that group. You could probably even put a guy like Jaren, what about Mo Bamba? Mo Bamba's in the second tier, but okay. like Jaron Jackson, Wendell Carter, they're kind of on the fringe, tier one, tier two, but they play in big markets. You got Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter. So mm-hmm. th- that'll like push them into tier one. And then you got like 10 guys in the tier two market who are going to go 100, 120, between, anywhere between 80 and 120 for their base silvers. Guys like, uh, like you said, Mo Bamba, um, like the Bridges of the World. Michael Porter Jr., you don't know what he's going to do. He would have been a potential number one pick. So you got like just a huge group of people right in the middle there who you just haven't – we haven't seen a group that talented. And, and, and I'm forgetting my favorite name of all of them, Colin Sexton out of Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Sexy I, name. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see your marketing around that. It's going to be great. 
I, I, I got to get that prism on the website then, huh? What is it, four or five weeks away? Five weeks away. So, so here's my dilemma, and, and I want your opinion on this. For, yeah. First off, have you even gotten allocations or any info on prison basketball? And if you don't oh, want yeah. to share? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I mean, I can pull it up right now. It tells me. I mean, it's, you know, for this is the thing. I love these conversations because I like the people listening to, like, kind of understand how it works. You know, you do your pre-sale orders literally mm-hmm. sometimes four, five, six months in advance. Yep. I mean, they're already asking me about 2019 baseball that comes out, you know, for opening day kind of stuff. So we know we have a general idea of what our allocations are going to be. It's just you hope and pray that it stays the same in that the manufacturers don't say, uh-oh, holy crap, uh, we have to make some changes because we oversold or right. underproduced or whatever. So we have a general idea, and I've been fortunate in that it doesn't really change that much. So I think my guys are a little conservative when it comes to stuff like that. But I, I, I'll have some for sure. Okay. You know? We All get right. everything. So here from, from a collector perspective, right? Yeah. We're five weeks out. There is not one of the big box retailers that has Prism Hobby on their site available to buy. Not they don't one. have it yet. Not one. Uh, I've reached out to him, just okay. you know, taking care of the Breaker Culture audience here, getting some info. And yeah. the response I'm getting from them is, it's going to be extremely allocated. Mm-hmm. They can't commit to any orders outside of maybe a few boxes. Wow. And they have no information on the official solicitation. From this is all from a hobby perspective. On the yes. retail side. Uh, and I've become fairly acquainted with some folks on that side of the house. Uh, we're set. That wow. we, we got orders in. We got solicitations in place. You, we have retail uh, being delivered the, I believe, November twentieth uh, or November nineteenth or something like that. Right around that, whatever the official release date is for Prism. Okay, uh, they're they're confirmed and they're ready to go. So I don't know if if maybe Panini's going to do one of those bait and switch last minute hobby releases first week of December type thing and give retail two weeks by itself. Well, now I'm not panicking, but now I'm like, well, where is my prism basketball? You know what I mean? My pre-sales, my <laughs> orders. Um, I have to look into that. I just assume that because I put in, you know, my sales guys will just put in my orders for me and I trust them and I look as we get closer and see, oh, I have this coming and that coming, but I do need to look into that. Yeah, you do. Or I need to just start scooping up some retail um, prism. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. I'm going to put go. in a big order for some retail prism. How do I do that? It was everyone has that. You said right? Uh, no. Well, no. So here's here's the yeah, other where do here's I the get other it? caveat. Yeah. Uh, not so. I don't even know if we should be talking about this, but we're going to okay. Talk, let's we're, not. We're, then. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it anyway. Keep okay. Because that's what it. we do. Go for it. You don't find a lot of retail on hobby sites. Okay. Because there's restrictions that are placed on by Panini and Tops where you can't sell retail and hobby together. Yeah. So, um, which I understand why that you're either one or the other, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's just not, there's not a lot of good ways to get retail. Huh? There's, I hate to break the news to you. Well, Sorry. how about I just can't, I mean, I'm door to door target four minutes. I've timed it from my house. So I'm, how about you I think, just camp out you think in front of your then? time is that invaluable for you to go sit outside the target? I you just, what? I, I, 
I'm discouraged by the fact that you've devalued your time that much. <laughs> well, I mean, I leave in the morning, so I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I thought it would be fun. Maybe there'll be like a bunch of dudes like when the doors open, we can race in and elbow <laughs> each other to get some and I can video it. Wouldn't that be a good oh, viral video? It'd be incredible. Chris I mean, Russell's down dudes to get Prism freaking basketball. It'd be like uh, the battle for Turbo Man and Jingle All the Way. Remember that? Yes, on Schwarzenegger? Exactly. <laughs> Side note, I do have a great subject to talk about. It, I did have some run-ins with guys at, at Target, um, like messing with the packs and stuff, and I had I had a few encounters no. with them. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Tell me, please. Oh. I got to hear one. Total, compl- two, ki- two times. So the one time I go in, like I said, Target is five minutes from me. I'm always in Target, in and out, getting stuff. Sometimes I go to lunch there and get a Pizza pizza and open up a blaster box. Dude's standing there, and he's standing there, and he's gone through all the cards. And he's obviously feeling them and pressing them and going through them, the packs. So I watch him for a good few minutes to make sure exactly what he's doing. I go – I stand there, and for those of you who know me, you can totally picture me doing this. I go stand there as if I'm looking through stuff, right? And I look over at him and go, hey, what's going on, man? Uh, anything good? And uh, he's like – Nope, nope, nothing yet. So I got him. I lured him right in. He thinks I'm safe. And he's checking the packs and setting them down. And I go, you know, I got to tell you something, man. I don't think that's fair. I think that that's breaking the rules. I think you're crossing a line. And I have a seven-year-old son. And if he comes in here, he's never going to get a cool card because you're searching the packs. And he flipped out on me. No. He completely flipped. His whole demeanor changed. His 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 posture changed. He postured up, and he looked at me and goes, "You don't have anything else better to do." And I go, "Dude, I'm here for household goods. You're the one standing here searching freaking packs. What are you doing with your time?" And he goes, "I think you need to just leave me alone and go do something. Get get away from here." And I go, "No, I'm going to stand here and make you feel uncomfortable." And then the manager came over, and the dude flipped out, started cursing me, started cursing the manager, flipped me off, and walked out the door. And he told me he wasn't doing anything wrong. And I said, wow, for somebody not doing anything wrong, you sure are defensive, dude. As I yelled over to the counter as he walked out and he flipped me off and left. And I met with the manager and they're aware of it. And you know what they told me? There's nothing they can do about it. They said there's nothing we can do about it. They're not opening them. It's their right to do that. And I gave them ideas on how they can deter it. And it just isn't on their radar to stop people from doing that. Hmm. He said, I've seen people bring in scales. No. And I said, dear God, heaven above, please don't let me walk in and see some dude with a scale because that's not going to be good. And he said, that's when I draw the line, though, when they bring in a scale and they bring in an external device. But for them to feel the packs and everything. So I'd explain to the manager why it's not good. Like, I'm not buying from you anymore because of that. Yeah. So if you can relay that to your management team and to the target higher-ups that you're losing a large portion of customers because it is now known that the cards in there are probably going to be a bust. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the biggest episode. The other one I filmed, I, I, I filmed the guy, and I did have the video of my encounter with him. And I was going to post it and do everything, but then I thought, I'm not going to do that because I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Probably not worth it. Not worth it. I embarrass this guy, put him on blast, and he shows up at my house. You know. <laughs> and then before yeah. you know it, he's filling your packs. It could be. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I mean, really, like it, the, what got me going was when he said, don't you have anything better to do with your time than bug me? And 
I was like, you're a dude that's probably standing here for an hour searching packs. You talk about time. You find something else to do with your time. But that's my take on it. I don't think it's right. I think it's wrong. I think it takes away from the kids who are obviously buying those. The parents go there and they're like, yeah, sure, get some packs, Jimmy. Exactly. And they get home. They're not going to get a John Cena jersey or they're not going to get you know a Clayton Kershaw relic most likely because they're gone. So you were a, a breaker for the people. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you, thank you for being part breaker, part law enforcement. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I really you, am. You do dude. it all. And, you know, I was, I just get, when I get like that, I get really like shaky and passionate and angry at someone when I know that that person is wrong and I am right. That's when I get heated. And I had him, I got him, and it burned him up. And hopefully he never came back. And I had to talk with management for like 10, 15 minutes afterwards. And I said, just go over there and stand next to him. That's all you have to do. Yeah. But when you see these people come in, just go stand there and make them feel uncomfortable. Engage with them. Ask them questions. They will feel embarrassed about what they're doing and they will leave and they won't come back to your store. Right. So I have like a little mini retail conversation with these people. Part yeah. store manager. That's right. Your job title keeps getting longer. They could put a camera there too. If they put a camera that says you're being filmed, it probably would deter them from pack searching as well. Yeah. And I've talked to the guys uh, that come in that work for, I forget the company's name. It's like Ace or something. Mm -hmm. And I approached him and said, do you know about this? He goes, of course I know about this. They follow me from store to store. And they do. Oh, XL. You're talking about the XL guys? I think it's XL, yeah. Yep. yep. And, and, you know, these guys are just toting the company line. They got their route. They're making – they just get paid. They don't want to get involved. They don't have time to be standing up for anything. And I was like, yeah, but eventually, you know, you're just going to be catering to these guys and not regular customers if the word gets out. Right. So that's something we can talk about and discuss later. Maybe we can – Start some campaigns and get retail's attention. <laughs> Stop, help these clowns. Stop doing it. We need, we need a good hashtag. You're good at these hashtag things. We need a good hashtag. Yeah, I thought about that. Yep, getting it going. Get their attention. Retail yeah. too. In the Me Too era, we'll go retail too. Retail too, exactly. <laughs> Put a stop to it. You know, I, I think that it starts with Target and Walmart saying, you know what, no returns allowed, period, on cards. You walk out the door after paying, it's not, you're just not returnable. Yeah, you can't take back your uh, software. You can't take back your yeah. other things. This Anything in this aisle, in this area, no returns. Yeah. It, it probably kicks up the whole pack searching thing, but it prevents any of the uh, repackaged stuff that you see a lot of too. Yeah, that's embarrassing that people do that. Go, I mean, talk about having too much time on your hands. Like, no kidding. For like, 20 really? bucks? <laughs> right. Really? It's and, probably not even the money. It's just the feeling or thought that they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be. But I think that they should start, and I really am going to try and find time to get their attention for this. I do think there's small little things they can do to stop these pack searchers and these guys that are going through the, the packs and weighing them and doing all these things. There's small little things you can do. Educate the floor staff there that hangs out there by the registers. They already have someone at the registers all the time there. So train them to be aware of these guys that come in. When they come in, go approach them. Ask them how they're doing. What are you doing? I've noticed you're fiddling with all these cards. What is it that you're doing exactly? Make them tell you, oh, I'm doing this. 
so I can try and find the good cards in them. And then they'll be like, well, that's not cool. And then there's none left for anyone else. Draw <laughs> attention to it. So ask questions like, are you looking for a relic or an auto? Are you looking for silver? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your eBay username? Right. Do you yeah, like Chris? Are you going to make $7 if you find a uh, WWE relic in there? <laughs> oh, cool. How much is your – you've been here for two hours, so you work for $2 an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Boy, you hit a hot button there. You that. sure did. You know, it's, we, we could talk about this for a long time. Shani oh. ha, had a situation where he had – he walked into – and apparently in Pittsburgh, there's this couple that always goes around and, and – uh, snags every release possible fills up their mm -hmm. cart with blasters and retail boxes mm -hmm. and I, I guess there's a rule at target at least where you can own the max the max per purchase is four okay. of boxes and so he saw like 20 i think it was like last year's bowman platinum when bellinger yeah. and judge were in there and exclusives and all this stuff and he he called him he actually went up and called him out and said hey man like i just want four you can have all these, but I just want my yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. management got involved. They had to pull yes. out the, you know, the rule book, <laughs> whatever they call it. Oh, that's great. Terms and conditions. Uh, and he got his four. Like apparently Good. it's a legitimate rule. Good. I could just see him doing that too. Shinny in there, like oh, yeah. conversing, totally. getting his four. But it's true. Now, if the sign's not up there, I can't really blame somebody who comes in and clears out the shelf. Like that's, that's. I can't blame them for that. You know what I mean? Like that's – they're buying them, but they do put limits on certain products that says you can only have four, you know? Yep. But then you just come back in five minutes and buy the next four. I mean, yeah, really. right. Right. It, no doubt. But it makes for entertaining conversation. That is for yep. sure. Um, let's take a quick break. All right. We've talked about a lot so far. Breaking down basketball, breaking down football, you're probably tired, especially if it's the morning you're thinking, man, I wish I had a cup of coffee. Well, let me tell you something. You need to get Dub's coffee in your kitchen or your office because it's incredible. It's 100% natural. Every bag is roasted for that order. There's no shelf coffee, nothing sitting there getting stale. It's roasted after you order. And you get it as fresh as possible. There's no junk or additives or any of that crap that you typically find that's meant to decoy the coffee and make you think that it's good and real. That's not the case here. They use natural organic beans. They roast them for you. And when you open up that box, you're going to be blown away by how fresh that coffee is. And it tastes just as good as it smells. You're going to want to get your friends, tell them to come around and enjoy this fresh brew that you just made because it'll impress them. Go check it out, Dubs Coffee, D-U-B-B-S Coffee.com. Use coupon code BREAKYOURCULTURE and you'll get your second bag for free. Buy one, get one free bag of coffee. You can't beat that. It's only 12 bucks, I think, for a bag of coffee. Go check them out, DubsCoffee.com. Enjoy. Back to the show. All right, we're back. So we, we got we to gotta go back in time a bit here and we need to talk about football for a second because we missed an important – important topic and that is 2017 mm -hmm. uh, obviously the mahomes craziness is driving prices through the roof but I, I noticed you're doing some mixers and stuff and i think everyone's trying to figure out how do we how do we get people to buy in 2017 so hot what the heck how how do we do this how how are you getting product how are you selling it hey, well Coaches. I, that's a good point i'm glad you uh circled back to that because 
2017 football product right now is uh, on fire, as they say, an overused term, but it is. So the way we get it is I have to search and seek out multiple uh, different vendors, other dealers. We have like a dealer to dealer network where we all buy and sell to each other. And you have to go back and try and find that and find those products, your selects, your prisms, you know, all those products from last year that everybody wants, the optics, the contenders. Someone has them. Guys have them because they get them and they don't sell them all. They sit on them. They just right. have them in the back. But because the demand is so strong mm -hmm. from from the marketplace, of course, that creates demand. And it's a year later and there's not a lot of it. So the price really does increase. It, it really does. And people will price it at what they feel they can get for it. So what happens is I put a thing out, say I'm going to buy. I'm buying optic football at this price, whatever the price may be at the time. That's what I'm comfortable with buying it at because I know what I have to sell it at so I can not lose money. So you just have to spend time each day, an hour or two, going through and finding all the products. And you find out who's the cheapest, who can you make a deal with, maybe make a trade. But finding stuff like Optic, at this point, week six, 2018, good old Donruss Optic football is $140 to $150 a box. Oh, my this goodness. Point. Yes, yeah. sir. Incredible. With one auto. Um, this 2017 Select Football? Well over three hundred and twenty bucks, three twenty five, three thirty. Um, what a steal! It's 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 crazy, but it's good stuff. I'm sorry, two. It's in the two hundreds, not three hundreds. Spectra, all those are way up in price. So to buy a case of that is thousands of dollars in some cases. No pun intended. So you just do mixers. So I'll grab a bunch of seventeen stuff, a couple boxes of this Vertex and Optic, and you know I'll find a Contenders box at a good price. That way I can still offer a lot of the 17 product and being like, instead of saying, let's do a case of 17 contenders football. To do a case of 17 contenders football, it's hundreds of dollars a spot probably. Right. So I grab a few of each and just bust out the blitz mix on the weekends and, and hunt those 17 rookies and get them. Find that, them. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. What, what doesn't make sense to me is how you are so creative with your blitz names. It Do doesn't you, make sense to you. It, 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 how, how can someone be so creative? That just blows my mind. You combine the two names of products so yeah. naturally. It you, seems you, like a no brainer <laughs> to me. I mean, it's like, if I think it's a good way to describe instead of just putting up mixer, I never liked not knowing what's in it. I have to take the time to go in and read what it is. But if I can see that it's selectism treasures, I know that it's select prism in national <laughs> treasures or spectraculate is the most popular one ever. Spectraculate is spectra and immaculate mixed together. You could do spectraculateism treasures. I mean, and then you just, it's easy and it's fun and stands out. So I think we're going to do some vertex R. Yeah. Vertex R. <laughs> You're back to your Vertexar. Oh, I already told you about Vertexar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we do. It keeps it. I got to have some fun, man. I don't like just – it's boring to me personally to just put up common things and not have a little bit of a twist to it. It's something that gives me joy to come up with these ideas. I don't think yeah. anyone in the hobby, anyone who's joined the group break would ever classify you as being boring. 
that is not your <laughs> that is not in your d- description yeah. at, at no. all so you you've, you've definitely achieved that <laughs> so great, great i job. have to <laughs> have something on my end that gets me excited that's why i do those um i'll do uh, prognostications in breaks like trying to guess if it's going to be an afc or an nfc hit or will the numbers add up to 100 or less or 100 or more because mm-hmm. i get a little stale just opening and ripping cards over and over and over and over again. I have to add something in to give myself a feel of a thrill too. And the thrill is turns out good for the customer because if I'm right, they win stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it just gives me a little bit of extra um, gambling kind of mentality when I'm doing the breaks for myself. No, since I, I can't it. get I don't get the cards. I love it. No, I'll yeah. I'll go to your I'll go to your site and I follow your feed and check it out so often mainly because I want to see what names you come up with. I think what, it's fun. I, what the breaks are. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's great. Good. It's great. Uh so so what else is I mean I know you've been incredibly busy. What else is so what what's consuming most of your time right now? What, mm keeping track with all the new releases in business, man. I mean, mm. I get to watch stuff now and again when I get home to unwind like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But you it's mean, You mean really, like TV? Is that what you're referring to? Like a television I'm talking show? about the old television, yeah. Okay, all right. I, I do like, you know, I'm a late night breaker, by the way. I start usually, uh, put the feed on at 6 or 7, and then we go live around 8, and we can break till after midnight, 1 o'clock, sometimes 2.30. Um, so when I get home, I'll click on the Netflix or Amazon, or Catch a Show, just finished Ozark Season 2. Nice. Which was an amazing show. Can't wait for the Season 3. And I watched a really cool documentary about Bob Marley called Who Shot the Sheriff uh, one night. And it just takes my mind off all this stuff. Like, you have to do that. And I put the phone away and just chill out on the couch and Okay. Watch some shows. Are, are, you, are you the type of guy that will have your laptop out in front of you watching a show, or do you close the laptop and give your undivided attention to the TV? When I'm nights, I do breaks and I get home. There is no laptop and or phone. I have to leave those over on the counter and just go sit down. Nights I'm off. That's a different story. Nights I'm off. I try to get a head start for the week. So the nights that I'm off, which are Sunday and Monday nights. Uh, when everybody goes to bed, I do get out the laptop because I can start working on breaks that night. You know what I mean? And watch some shows. Right. And if I can get a head start on the laptop at night on a Sunday night or a Monday night, then I'm ahead of the game when I get into here on Mondays and I can knock out all the shipping versus coming in Monday morning and having to like work for a few hours to get all the breaks on the site, buy, sell, and do all that stuff. Gotcha. So, yeah. Makes sense. I go to breakerculture.com and I look at all the checklists coming out. Oh, do you? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> like that's when the, when I'm at home, that's the time because during the day, like I'm, I'm so focused on finding the product, buying it, building the breaks, you know, social media management, my Twitter campaigns, Google. So the time at night when it's a little bit more slower, that's when I can dig into the checklists and figure out who's in them, what percentages. And I would actually like to know more than I have you here. With your checklist that you've added to the website, your color-coded checklist and all these cool percentages, what other things are you doing on the checklist side to make it um, even better and easier for us to um, keep track of our favorite players and teams? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I'll ask you first. Have you have you watched our documentary on Netflix about this what? entire? <laughs> Oh, I was like, wow, I missed that one. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of hidden in there. You have to really search for it. Okay, uh, but I'll yeah. look, <laughs> I will look for it. Um, 
Yeah, man. So I'm glad you brought that up because we've been yes. putting a lot of work into that. And, and I guess first off, we changed the color scheme. And I, and I mentioned this on, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago. I, I never realized how many males are colorblind. Like oh. 7% of males are colorblind. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them slightly, yes. Greens. Crazy, yeah. So I, I had to go to a kind of a colorblind friendly color scale on our checklist because people weren't seeing the differences in color. Blues so and oranges. Oh, blues and oranges so that folks like yeah. you, sounds like, can, can see the differences yeah. and they can actually help them. So, uh, yeah, so the big thing about our checklist, and I'll keep this really brief, is yes. that – we like to make this is completely interactive. Like we want people to be able to find data that they want, that get answers to questions about products and players that would typically take them hours and hours and hours to find. Yeah. I take every checklist from Panini and Tops. I throw it into this mega conglomerate <laughs> database and I allow you to figure out exactly what you're looking for. So if you want to go look, break things down by teams, or players, or just look at product breakdowns, you can do that right in the interactive checklist. Yeah. Best part about it is you can break it down by types of cards, autos, auto relics, SPs, base cards, figure out exactly what you're looking for. And I put percentages in there because I, I think in terms of how does this compare uh, against everybody else? That's the way I look at things usually. Well, yeah. So like, hey, if I, if I want to go find a Saquon Barkley card, and I want to search across every product that's come out in football so far. I want to see what product gives me the absolute best chance to pull a Saquon Barkley auto. And mm -hmm. I can find that out in five seconds. That is the best, dude. And I, the thing I like about it is that it's like web-based, meaning um, I don't have to download a PDF and open it and sort in Excel. It's very <clears throat> it's very uh, web-friendly, what we're all used to looking at. So you just click on the player, you click on the product, and you click on – you know, like you said, the different types of cards, things that are out there, the the parallels, reds, blacks, greens, and it just changes and tells you exactly what's in there. Yeah. By player, by, I mean, yeah. did you, did you, so you did find that universe that has 30 hours in a day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I need to know where that is. That's yeah, great. Right. No, it, it's, there's some amazing tools out there to help with this. Tab, this I use Tableau to do all this and uh, Tableau is a great tool. What people don't typically and, – and a lot of breakers use this to kind of support some of their pricing. And I'm yeah. finding more and more collectors are using it to buy better, you know, spend their money more wisely. But the bottom right corner, there's a little download button. And if you click that, after you create the view that you like, you can export any view you want into an image or a PDF. So uh, for collectors that are listening, if you need a quick view into teams and, and you want to get create a view for yourself for a player or a team, go down there, create it, and then export it, and you can take it anywhere you want with you. So that is great. I'm going to print that. You can take it on the plane and study it. That's on the plane. exactly. You can just study to your heart's content on the plane. Oh like. yeah, and you can uncheck and just pick teams that you can click them all, or you can just click the Ravens or whoever and takes them out, whites them out. That's right. And so good job on that, by the way. This is not a um, you know, a butt kiss. This is something that I know for the years that you and I have known each other and even yep. working towards and on. I love it because it's web-based. It's very um, clickable and interactive. Is that well, the term you used? Interactive? Interactive. Well, thank you. you. Thank you. I think you're bringing it up. Checklist. Yeah. Cool. Uh, FYI, NBA comes out when products start coming out. So I'll have NBA up. And can, as product checklists come out, I keep adding them in there. I, there's a couple NFL team or products missing. But, yeah, thanks okay. for using it. Thanks for oh, We do, support. man.
We definitely do, and I ensure that my my customer base uh, sees it. And I'm thinking about putting something. What would help is when we're doing PYT, which I'm doing more and more of each week, is you and I will talk about this off air, but there might be a way to implement uh, the charts and the graphs in the actual product. Yeah, that, that, that would be fun. You know what I'm saying? So they can make an educated guess when they're purchasing the teams and they can see, you know, because not everybody's like, I want to get the Giants, the Bills, Cardinals and Browns. Like there's dudes that love the Seahawks and there's guys that want to get the Eagles and these the Ravens and stuff. They just want to know who's in there. That's true. That's all. It's not always like I got to get the big money teams. The collectors that keep PYTs going are the guys that do want the Ravens and that do want the these um, smaller teams that don't have as many cards or hot rookies in them. Right. So this 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 really helps them see who they can get or who they can't. Yeah. In some cases. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, yeah. let's, let's definitely talk about that off air. All right. Be good. Um, all right. So we're running up against time here. And, yes. And, and I want to. Uh, I have some questions for you, man. A little, little more. Uh, a little more extensive, rapid fire than usual. Are you okay oh, with Lord. that? Yeah. Again, this is a disclaimer. <laughs> Side note: I have not been prepped on these questions. I have not been told about them in advance. So let's go. None of this, man. This is all, all off, right. off the cuff, which is what it I really, love. really is. All right. So let, let's go do for this. It. Do you have any music you can cue, or have you? Are you? Not tech, technology no, wise, you can't. I have cool music that I would love to use on our next ones, but for some reason the uh, audio is not tied in. Um, oh, yeah, you can't hear it. Remember, I tried it. That's right. All right. So, well, next it's time, okay. We'll next time, we'll have it. All right. I think this is the question everyone wants to know the answer to. What is the preferred lotion for your hands after breaking so many packs of cards? <laughs> Gold Bond. Oh, <laughs> Preferred lotion for post-breaking um, cleanliness. I would say that's a very good question. I would go with Gold Bond or good old Jergens. All right, Jergens or Gold Bond. <laughs> Jergens and Gold Bond. Yes. Uh, and manicures are tax deductible. No kidding, they are because I'm in this industry and I can get manicures and I can get them um, tax deductible. I have not done that, but I can if I wanted to. That is good to know. That yes. is good to know. For all those potential sponsorships, you got right. Gold Bond and Jurgens that will likely call you. So in in the local um, nail salon. <laughs> all right. Anyway, on to the next question. Yes. Uh, what What is the all time favorite card that you've pulled in your breaks? I God, you tie. Come on, man. It's a tough question. You pulled billions of them. Seriously. What's what's one that comes to mind? What's the one that like maybe I'm being honest with you. One that comes to mind is um, one of my customers. We were doing National Treasures, and I it was the first time I ever did it. I did pull a Babe Ruth booklet jersey card. So and that was in the early days. So that really stands out. You know, is it worth fifty thousand dollars superfractor auto of somebody? No, but it was a booklet uh, Babe Ruth two piece jersey and i think there was only like three of them or something so i remember that and he always remembers that and he was a customer ever since because i've never held a babe ruth card in my hand That's so awesome. I, I definitely remember that um other cards that jump out i got to be prepared for this man mm. it's all right Probably, i mean i had a really nice henry owens super fracture once no <laughs> Uh, bat okay. knobs are always cool. I always go back to the bat knobs. I love. I almost said I love the knob. I love bat knobs, I, and bat barrels. 
because they're game used, man. And it's just a really, I think, the coolest piece of memorabilia that is made. Bat knobs, bat barrels. Um, I know there's going to be cleats and flawless coming out, by the way. Flawless, I meant to ask you this since you know a lot about the cards at your world and checklists. Did Flawless always do like bat knobs and spikes and different things, or is this the first year they're doing that? Baseball. Did you? Know I that? don't. I, yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I'm pretty sure they have not done it in the past years. No, they definitely not put, the spikes and stuff. They didn't put big, fat, chunky, no, cool things like spikes and cleats and gloves and stuff in Flawless. It was always just the diamonds. Yep. Little tiny little relic pieces and in, in, in and RPS. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. <clears throat> All right. My favorite cards are those bat barrels and bat knobs in baseball. I don't think anything else can compare uh, to those. And I've pulled a few of those over the years. I like it. That's a good one. Okay. What's the funniest joke you know by heart? I suck at this. The funniest <laughs> joke I know by heart. <laughs> I don't know one. Oh, my goodness. You have stumped me. Maybe it's because I'm just a funny dude. I don't know jokes. I'm going to have to Google something. You're just an improv guy. I'm totally an improv guy. That's exactly it. To sit and think of a joke, to tell a joke, I would probably bomb. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you'll have to tweet tweet back at me. When you come up with a joke, tweet me and tag me. The biggest joke I know by heart right now is Ty asking me live on the air, what's the biggest joke you know by heart? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Problem is there's no punchline with that one. Because I don't. Yeah. All right, on to the next. What uh, what actor plays you in your biopic that will obviously come out five years after you die? What's the actor that plays you? Anthony Michael Hall. Or Michael Anthony Hall. Is that what it is? He's my age. He he would be perfect. From The Breakfast Club. Okay. Oh, oh, geez. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Michael Anthony Hall. Okay. People uh, people say when I'm out and about, I don't think so, but they do over the years. I've always said, you look like Anthony Michael Hall. Did you know that? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> or, the, or the tennis dude, tennis, uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy Connors, one of those guys. Okay. But I, I would say Anthony Michael Hall plays me because he's my age and um, it would be probably a good fit. I like it. Or Solid. Brad Pitt. Similar, yeah, of like course. Appearance. Of, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Chis- chiseled features. Uh Favorite customer nickname. Which one comes to mind? Anybody's? Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I give – you do watch my breaks. I, I nickname just about everybody. One of my favorite um, – it was the guy who actually got the bait, Ruth, is Card Rustler. Okay? <laughs> the Card Rustler lives in Texas. He owns a ranch, and he is always rustling cattle. And he loves collecting. He's a true collector. I know that's a term that people say, what's well, a true collector? But I started thinking, I'm going to call him Card Rustler. So I call him the Card Rustler. And I even made him a logo. And he has his own logo and everything. Hashtag Card Rustler. That's amazing. So, yeah, with that one. Love it. That was a good, good question. Good question. Nice. All right. How, how many years is Mitchell Trubisky the starter in Chicago? I would say realistically, I want to say three to four for some scary reason, but I would say probably five years. Okay. Do you think that that's 
Uh, I think he's replaced by the end of next year. Um, okay, but. because I'm noticing a little, I'm noticing a little uh, negativity in this undertones of your voice, Ty. Yeah, towards I, Mr. I'm trying to be respectful to you because is you're such a solid fan. I know. Mention him. <laughs> what is it that you don't like about him? You just um, don't like his decision. He does telegraph a lot. He's got better at that. But what what is it? you just? I don't I don't question his arm talent. I question okay. what's above his shoulders. Oh really? I just don't think he's a smart quarterback. See, I'm and opposite. That, and, it must be because I live here. Yeah, the whole thing that came out with him like needing his armband now. Yeah, like that. That's I think that was a telltale sign. Like oh oh boy, like you had you've had two years now to figure out your offense, and you still need the armbands. <laughs> like. I don't know. Well, I mean, to his credit, he has had, you know, it's been kind of tumultuous over there, um, staff-wise. That's true. Very true. uh, Coaching, offensive coordinators, head coaches, you know. So there is an element to that. And if you notice, great quarterbacks and offenses over the years have had very same and consistent head coaches. And they just work well together with their schemes. (laughs) It's a football term. They're schemes oh, that they is that use. That is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sound cool. I'm talking about schemes. You did sound cool. That was nice. Yeah. What's uh what's one player now, pick any sport, mm-hmm. that is pretty popular now, but it's they're gonna be irre- irrelevant in the next five years. Wow. So in other words, yeah. Who is an overrated player <laughs> that you'd be running far away from? Hmm. Well, I know that you think that's Mitch. Um, an overrated player. Hmm. Got to be – I mean, I know my football. I'm trying to think of a quarterback. Well, this is going to get a lot of people mad, okay? And this is just what comes to mind. Oh, boy. Do you think Joe Flacco is a great quarterback? Great. Do you think, great do you think his lore is bigger than his actual uh, – quarterback skills probably would you say he's popular now though yes he is he always he's a likable dude baltimore eats him up the fans eat him up because he's a quiet dude and but he's never really you know recently done much so i'm not saying he's super overrated but um i'm not a fan of tom brady how about that one oh oh goodness that that's no secret you think he'll be irrelevant in five years is that what i'm hearing yeah will because because he's not going to be playing uh, listen it, there's this is the straight honest to god truth about me and tom brady and it's not because i think you guys Joe hate each other goat everyone is like oh tom brady's in this tom brady's in that tom brady's in this tom brady's in that i i get that and he definitely has the accolades the championships the lombardi trophies and he is very 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 good but the the, the the demand that these guys have to get his stuff is like nothing I've ever seen before. Like more than any super hot rookie, more than Mahomes, they just want Brady, Brady, Brady. Why do they not put more stuff in the products then is my question. Is he really that rare and limited that he can't do it? Yes. Okay, so that creates the more demand then obviously. It's just – I don't know. Maybe I'm a Joe Montana lover. That's probably what it is. It's it's basically like LeBron James and Jordan, right? You you very yeah. rarely find them. Yeah. You see no autos because he's got exclusives and stuff. But I, I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, they're chasing him. That's a big, you know, there's products this year that have him in it. The 2018 certified is a product that is still semi-reasonable price that you might want to go get, get some certified football from 2018 because Tom's in there. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what is the most unprofitable product you've ever broken? Mm, probably Luminance football. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Luminance, Luminance football, uh, just, you know, every once in a while I'll get in conversations with other dealers or reps and stuff. And that Luminance, for some reason, I just, that was just bad. And it was very, a very unprofitable. Um, luckily, my crew understands that there's products that come out like that that I have to sell. Yep. I can't afford to just dump them. Um, but even at that, it's unprofitable because after all the time you put in, in PayPal fees and shipping, it becomes unprofitable. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Even if on the surface it looks as though I'm selling it at market price, which is below cost to begin with. Yeah. That, okay. That's – if I put some thought into others, it could be there. But that one stands out as one that really uh, bugged me. What is the most lucrative product for you? Yeah, it's always uh, it's usually it's it's the high end. It's the National Treasures for sure. Okay. Uh, National Treasures football, and Select football. Ah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So Select kind of in the middle, and then National Treasures football. I mean, right now it's a thousand dollars a box retail. I'm sure you can find it cheaper, but as we look at the medium price, a box of seventeen National Treasures is like a thousand dollars. That's just insanity. Yeah. <laughs> so. If you had that from when you bought it pre-sale, yeah, there's a nice profit margin in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But you have to do $99 serial number breaks for one box. So who's going to spend 100 bucks for, what is there, eight cards maybe or so in yeah. there? No, thanks. Tough. Crazy. Okay, last question for you. If animals could talk, what should be the rudest <laughs> uh, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? You mean just rude, straight up, rude. straight up rude? Which one? Total freaking <laughs> jerk face. Um, <laughs> I, th I think a raccoon would be really freaking rude, like aggravated, ticked off. You know, I'm really rude, or maybe some sort of a badger. You know, a badger could be rude. I like it. Well, you got Guardians it, of the Galaxy. Kind of oh, is that what it is? Isn't that the uh, the Marvel? Oh, I never saw The it. raccoons, this rude piece of junk. I love it. Oh, that's total coincidence because I knew, uh, now that you say that, there's, but I didn't, I never saw those movies, believe it or not. So nice. is he a rude raccoon in it? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's an easy answer. But see, then there's well a done. reason they did that. I must be a genius to think of that because obviously they did. Yeah, that's right. What do you think? What would be a rude animal? Beaver was coming to mind for me. Huh? Beaver. That's what I was going to say is beaver. Oh, a beaver? Yeah. Yeah, a beaver could be that. <laughs> In yeah. other irrelevant news. They're mad because of their teeth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, good stuff, man. It's been, it's been nice. Thanks for hanging with me for a bit. Good, good stuff on NBA. I'm looking forward to joining, watching, doing all that good stuff with your NBA senior mixer names. Keep up the good work. One pleasure. thing I learned is I got to go back and figure out where the heck's my prison base basketball coming from now. Now I'm nervous. Yeah, we'll talk offline about that. We'll figure some stuff okay. out for you. All right. Peace out. Later. Thank you, Ty. You got it. Bye. See ya.